Welcome to Empty Nesters, a show designed to inspire, motivate, and offer valuable advice to empty nesters in this new chapter. I'm Nancy Tepper, life coach. I'm Felicia Madison, comedian. Today we speak with Susan Feldman, founder of not one, but two e-commerce websites, One King's Lane and now In The Groove. Susan decided to launch In The Groove only two years after selling One King's Lane and at a point in her life where some may be thinking about just winding down. In The Groove is on a mission to free women from rules, age limits, and expectations. We are here with Susan to find out not only how she launched a multi-million dollar company, but how she plans to inspire a generation. Hi, Susan. We are so happy to have you here with us. So you just sold One King's Lane. Why not just relax and enjoy. And that would be that would have been a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I can't help myself. Um, I think we sold the company a couple of years ago and about the time that we were actually selling the company, I started uh, to notice that there really wasn't a good place for women my age to hang out online. And so I felt after doing a lot of due diligence and talking to a lot of women, I just felt like I had one more thing in me and I needed to do it. So what sort of things were you looking for online that you didn't find or place? Well, you know, the thing was is like I, I started talking to a lot of women and they weren't necessarily feeling great about themselves. You know, when they had hit, I use 50 as kind of an arbitrary uh, number. And so I said, hmm, that's interesting. Where like are these women hanging out or what's out there for us? And when I started researching, like at one end of the spectrum, there's AARP, which is, you know, great, great source of information, but not really a place I wanted to be hanging right. out at the start I of my agree. life. Um, and then kind of on the other end, there were some things out there, but there, the the tonality of the sites was kind of like, oh, you've turned 50. It kind of sucks, but, you know, we're, we're going to try to help you through it. It just, I couldn't find anything that spoke to me in kind of a fun, modern cool way and so I said somebody's got to do something about that and that someone would be you and so now we have getinthegroove.com so who do you see this new 50 year old woman being yeah us you know I think it's it's all of us I mean you know you think about it you turn 50 using that number again I mean today we're all living so much longer we're only like halfway through our lives really it's so different than like you know our parents or our grandparents generation Um, And I think it's kind of the beginning of the next chapter for all of us. And, you know, everybody does it in a different way, and there's so many different things to do. But I want to hopefully be out there and encouraging women to go for it. You know, there's no reason not to and to feel good and take care of themselves and, you know, be part of the conversation. Right. I said to Nancy, it's like, not your mother's website. No, not, <laughs> not at all. Not we're, a, we're a different generation. We we are. You know, it's actually when I started doing research, we're uh, healthier, we're wealthier, we're more engaged really than any other generation in history. And it's different. It's changing. Plus, yeah. we don't feel old. Nobody feels their age. We do not feel yeah. our age. So how do you take this idea and jump from an idea to an actual business? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been an interesting journey because I think when I started One King's Line 10 years ago, almost, it's crazy, I really just put blinders on and went at it. I didn't really know much of anything except for obviously the business experience that I had had. In the case of starting Get in the Groove, I think I knew too much. So right. it was. it's been a very different kind of journey to get there. But basically, I think 
uh, not unlike you know the way we went at One Kings Lane, we created a brand, we created the name, and then you know everything kind of evolved from that. I knew what I wanted it to look like and what I wanted the tonality and the voice to be, and then you know you have to go create all that. How did you come up with the name? Oh my gosh, names today! I think it's you, hard. You, it's very right. very hard. Um, well, also because every single URL is is taken, so. Um, I think, you know, the idea is that what we're trying to do is provide curated information for this woman. And so hopefully as a result of that information, you will be feel like you're in the groove. And so that's really how. Yeah. And I noticed your name and your website URL are different. Is that an issue? Well, it's it's just, you know, it's part of the world today. Uh, There is. Um, we're getinthegroove.com as a URL. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is another URL out there called In the Groove, which I would discourage anybody from going we to. We accidentally went there, right. yeah. Unless you're <laughs> unless you're in the market for a new vibrator, which. <laughs> right. But we do. We happen to have a, a very nice assortment of vibrators on Get in the Groove, so you can come there and feel maybe safer. <laughs> That's great. So when you started One Kings Lane, I remember reading that you had the idea. Did you have a similar process of developing this idea? Was it just something that just came to you, or was it something that occurred to you when you were talking to women in your peer group? Yeah, I think there, there were a lot of similarities in sort of coming up with the idea. Uh, with One King's Line, it was, you know, it's like, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And I think, you know, in, in a way it was for both uh, One King's Line and Get in the Groove, the same thing. I had moved to L.A. after living in New York most of my adult life bought a house, went kind of crazy decorating and entertaining. And online, they're just, at the time, it was, you know, it sounds so crazy today, but back in 2007, there just were not great websites that you could find kind of cool, unique things for your home. So I thought about it, and I feel like I'm a little bit of a student of what's going around. So I I feel like I see trends, I see, see opportunities pretty well. So I was feeling this, but I wasn't quite sure what to do about it. And so I thought about it, and I talked to people for like a year. And then finally, my adorable husband, Bob, said to me, okay, you have this idea. It sounds like a good idea. Like, either go do it or stop talking about it. So I did it. Good for you. And this, sorry, so the same with Get in the Groove, which was I saw this need, did research, had focus groups with women to understand really how big the opportunity was, and then finally went and did something about it. I would say that that's probably uh, very consistent with a lot of women, especially our age. They Mm -hmm. have ideas and, like, how do you know to execute it? Mm-hmm. And, and fear is the number one thing keeping people back. Yeah. The second thing is money. Right. So was this a big investment for you, or did you have to get investors to help um, you? I had bootstrapped One King's Land, and then we took on a lot of investors, you know, as it, the business grew. Uh, for Get in the Groove right now, I'm self-funding it, bootstrapping mm-hmm. it also, like how I started One King's Land. And I'm hoping that... Uh, Along the way, I'll be able to do it myself this time. So just a different kind of journey. Right. So your team is probably really important to the development of this business. Of course. How do you... Who, who works for you in, in the group? Do, do you have to be over 50 to no. understand the content? You- it's actually a great question. Um, I mean, I think you have to be passionate about what we're doing. I learned that with One King's Lane. Like, if you think what we're doing is sort of whatever, like, you're probably not the person to be working for us. So look for people that are passionate about our vision. And as it turns out, we do have a lot of people that are in the demo working with us. But 
my key right-hand person is a 26-year-old woman who has been really a great source of inspiration for me, and I think we're an inspiration for her as well. And that's been really helpful, actually, to have that kind of two-way dialogue between generations, I think, in thinking about creating a modern, cool place. And it is a modern, cool place. And you look at it and you Mm -hmm. think, like, I'm sitting with my friend talking to her about all these things that I want to know answers to. Exactly. That's exactly what we want you to feel. So great. The content is amazing. Thank you. I'm sold on this website. I love the idea of it. How do you come up with the ideas for the content? Mm -hmm. And how often are you rolling through the content? Uh, it's a daily thing. I mean, we have an editorial meeting once a week where we, you know, we'll bring, a, like every day we're coming up with ideas and we have a, a sheet that we put everything on just as a, sort of like a brainstorm. And then we formalize that like once a week as we set the calendar for the next, typically we're like three weeks out. But we're constantly looking, reading, thinking about things, hearing about things. If I hear about something new, we'll throw it on the calendar and, you know, just being out there, being out in the wild. Are you interacting with your audience? Do you give them the opportunity to write in and ask questions? I would love it if they did. They don't they they seem to be, you know, sort of like if we were talking about sign up for the email. They're just kind of understanding that, but we're starting to have really great engagement on Instagram, which has been a lot of fun. So what's the favorite topic that you've written about? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um you know, I think what she's really enjoying are things that help like with beauty, like we have a great article about wrinkle fillers that has been very popular. Anything around menopause has been great. Loafers, you know, things that, you, white shirts, you know, the best white shirts, the best loafers. So she likes the fashion part of it, fashion, beauty, anything that's going to make her feel better. And you interview great guests. Yeah, and I love the interviews. I mean, I'm con- there are so many amazing women out there. Like that is actually one of my goals, too, is to shine a light on all these incredible women that nobody ever, you know, really you don't hear about as much that are, you know, probably 45 and up. And it's like I meet them every day. It's, it's it's actually daunting. There's so many of them. It's like, and they're doing like amazing things. It's an exciting time to be a woman. And I think it's a really exciting time to be a woman who's, you know, age-defying also. There's a lot of information out there in the the world and there's a lot of websites but they're speaking to different people than us and so we're trying to address the conversations that we're having you know amongst our friends and and bring those to the website and those are the things that people seem to be really responding to so they feel like they're hanging out with their friends this is natural how are you reaching out to these people do you find that it's organic or it's word of mouth or it's, it's a little bit of everything I mean today is a very different world from a marketing standpoint you know, when we launched one King's Lane if you can even imagine a day there was no Instagram oh my god <laughs> so it was a very different sort of rollout in terms of marketing and getting people to sign up so you have to go at it on a really multifaceted way you know which is for sure, word of mouth. So if people like it, hopefully they'll share it with, you know, their whole group of friends. Uh, and then, you know, we're doing lots of different marketing initiatives and, you know, typical kind of marketing things that you do to acquire right. people and get the word out. I mean, really, at this point, that's where we're at. We just want people to know about us so they show up and join our group. Is social media still daunting for you? Or is it something that's so part of the way you run your business in this day and age? It's very much a part of the way we run our business. Um, And we we love it because I think it's a great way for us to communicate who we are and sort of what our mindset is and what we're thinking about and 
we use it a lot. So both Instagram, Facebook, and even Pinterest has been, you know, a great channel for us as well. Yeah, like we joke around with this podcast, the biggest problem is going to be teaching women our age how to download a podcast. Exactly. Exactly. What do you, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges facing you and in the um, group? I think you've hit, you know, the nail on the head. I mean, I think unfortunately she isn't as tech savvy as, you know, other demographics. And it is, I mean, I had somebody actually email me the other day and asked me if I could sign them up for our email. Oh, God. And I was like, hmm, okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> and then I'm like, I actually wanted to understand why she did that. And she couldn't, because all over our website, it's like, sign up for a newsletter, sign up for a newsletter. There's pop-ups, there's like everything. It's very user-friendly. Yeah, well, hopefully. And I was like, why didn't you, you know, did something happen? And she's like, no, I guess I just couldn't find, you know. <laughs> you should target millennials telling them, you're tired of your parents asking you how to sign up? Tell them to listen to In the Group or see In the Group. <laughs> right. Well, actually, that was that's one of our things. I think it would be funny, like, for kids to give the gift to their parents right. is like sign up, their mom sign them up for you know Valentine's Day or Mother's Day to get in the groove and give them this treat because right. it'll be a lot easier than getting <laughs> than them dealing to, with them yeah, yeah kids, ex- kids exactly don't like helping their parents exactly do you have any competition out there that's doing this or it's really your I think there's a lot of people I think you know we were talking about sort of what's out there there's definitely a uh pretty fragmented group of blog type of sites out there but I don't think anybody has really built a brand in a big way that has become kind of the go-to brand for you know age-defying women and hopefully that's what we will become. So I see that there's the content part of the website and then there's the shopping part yes, of the website. Yes, yes. So where do you see the shopping part of this as a draw for the target? You know, I think just like any information you're trying to get out there, it's it can be daunting. Uh, there's, oh my gosh, you know, you go if you have a question, you go to the internet. It's sort of like where do where do I go first? So I really think of the site as a curation, whether it's on the content side, providing information about things, as well as on the shopping side. So I think it's kind of interesting, like. This is my curation of things that I think you know look good for women our age. But some of them may come from websites that you would never show up at, but because you just have, you would like, oh, that's not for me. I, I can't wear those clothes, but they have some great things. Midriffs are not my style yes, anymore. Yes, exa- right? exactly, exactly. But, you know, it's funny. Somebody told me we we put a lot of things from, I love Everlane as a, a website that I've been shopping on for a long time. So, you know, you'll see a lot of their products on the, the website. And somebody said to me, oh, I'm so glad that you put that there. And I went there because... I never really shopped there because my daughter shops there, so I didn't think it was for me. And I bought—I bought a few things, and I love it. Yeah. And so hopefully we can bring those, you know, some cool things to light that, you know, make sense for women our age. Curate them in a way that you know it's easy to shop and you sort of get it. I always hear like people say, "Don't ask for advice because you're not going to get what you want to hear. Just take your idea and go mm. for it." Mm. Um. I, I ask people, I mean, I like to talk to people, and you don't necessarily get the answer you want. There's always going to be naysayers out there, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I think if you have a vision for something, you have to go for it, and you have to, you kind of do have to put blinders on. Um, I think as a founder, it's important that you have a vision and you move towards that. And you definitely need to get advice along the way, and some of it's going to be things you want to hear and some not. And sometimes when you hear those things you don't want to hear, it makes you think, in a different way and get to a different place. So I think it's good to have 
both, you know, the, the good and the bad feedback. Yeah, because if you listen to everyone's advice, you might not end up doing it. Yeah, and I think if you can't listen to everyone's advice, you have to go with sort of what, what you your think. Vision. Exactly. But and your you, intuition is probably it, so important oh my to, gosh, to yes. this process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I learned that really in a big way at One King's Land. I think, you know, as a visionary for the brand and, you know, often I listened to my intuition, but as we got bigger and bigger, sometimes I defaulted to people that were supposedly experts and maybe knew more than I knew. And at the end of the day, I realized that was sometimes not the right thing to do. And I should have listened to what my intuition was because I think it would have been a better decision. One of the things I guess you've learned. Yes, that was definitely a lesson learned. Something we all need to learn how to trust more. Yeah, you need to trust your intuition. I you know, think I think so. if you're in touch with it and you're really honest with yourself, then it's a good director to where you should go. So you came up with the idea. You gathered all your information. You launched it. Right. Now what? Where do you see it going? What is your vision for In the Groove? Yeah, I mean, my vision is really to build a great brand that is the go-to place for what I call age-defined women. I don't like to put an age on it. It tends to be women that are, I say, 50-ish. Right. Uh, you know, a place where they can go that's fun to hang out, get great information. And, you know, if we can build a community and a brand, then I think there's, like, a ton of other things that we can do around that, which will be, I think, exciting for her. So do you see a lot of ageism in today's world? Oh, my well, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so being 50, we always say things like, 50 is the new 40. Right. Why can't 50 just be 50? Yeah, I think that's right. 50 is 50. And just, I think, having a conversation, starting a conversation that there is ageism out there, I think that's like half the battle, right? Acknowledging that it exists and working and getting people to work to break that down. It's not going to happen in a day. I mean, my gosh, there's so many movements going on out there altogether. But I think the time is right now to change that conversation. Love that. So part of what we're trying to do here is give inspiration to empty nesters and talk to them about this transition. So let's start talking a little bit about you and how you felt with this journey of you're an empty nester now. How did you cope with that? It's funny because when I started One King's Lane was exactly when I was becoming an empty nester, which was is, was kind of interesting. I started One King's Lane when I was 53. My youngest daughter was a senior in high school. It was great because as we were starting, she got accepted to college. And so she became my PA for the next six months because she was in school. You know, she had been accepted. I think having... Uh, One King's Lane definitely helped ease the pain for me because it became sort of another child for me. So as my children were leaving the house, like I had this whole new thing to focus on, which definitely made a big difference, I think, for me. And probably kept you very busy. Very busy, yes. <laughs> so you can focus uh, on the emptiness. It was like having a newborn again. <laughs> so, so a lot of us have husbands who've been working for their entire life right. and they're looking to wind down now yeah and a lot of us who have stayed home had taken our time off to raise our children we're looking to ramp it up yeah so how did you handle that well I have to say we're both really engaged so Bob is you know still working and I think we both know that at some point we want to ease up a little bit but I think we've been able to actually how would I say, we, or the way our schedules and our lives are, we 
figured out a way to make time. So like if we want to go on vacation, you know, whereas maybe 10 years ago, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't leave for two weeks to go on a vacation. We just figured out how to do that. I think that comes with experience, too. Right. We're not not doing things, but we're both still working. And, you know, hopefully in the next, I don't know how many years we won't be and we'll do more traveling and all that kind of fun stuff. I think you have to find your own interests so that that's, you know, as men are maybe retiring or, or not. Like I, I feel like also a lot of people I talk to, they may be winding down, but they still want to be involved some way. It's just in a different way. It may not be in a corporate job, you know, going nine to five or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, there are lots of different ways to attack this new chapter in your life. Yeah, I mean, I've been so inspired. Uh, I mean, my dad passed away about 10 years, nine years ago, but he was such an inspiration for me because he reinvented himself three times. You know, my kids and Bob laughed. They're like, you're just following right in his footsteps. But he had been a retailer for the first part of his career. He retired from, it was Macy's at 65, but he had been in charge of stores. So he went on to become a very successful commercial real estate broker. And then at 78, went back and got his MFA and painted for like the last eight years of his life. So I think, you know, you, it's not about stopping. It's about finding new interests and, you know, staying engaged, I think is super important. And reinventing is really just, it's a great new concept for us to be thinking about continuously because we really do have many doors open to us. So many more. And, you know, I think... This is one of the the beautiful things about the internet is that there's so many different things you can do. And I think it doesn't even have to be about reinvention, but I think it's about just doing new things, being curious, continuing to learn, taking a class, you know, learning a language, painting. I was with a friend last night. She goes, I don't know how to paint, but I'm taking a painting class, you know. Well, I love it. And in the groove, you call it your happy place. Mm -hmm. And everyone has to find their happy place. Right. It's different for everybody. There isn't a right answer. What's your happy place? My happy place? Oh, gosh. You know, I think right now it's working (laughs) for me and building this new company is what I really find, you know, get a lot of joy out of. But I can also feel like there are things that I want to be doing, too, that are also could potentially be happy places like, I don't know, taking a photography class or, you know, learning a language, doing something different. I haven't gotten to those happy places yet, right. but they're things that I aspire to. So do you find it difficult to take downtime for yourself and relax? I don't sleep a lot, but I do find that I make time for myself and my family. Um, so and I, I learned that actually through One King's Lane. You know, it got to a point where it was like kind of bonkers and, you know, always walking around with some sort of device in my hand. And I realized, like, you need to reset. Like, you have to do that. So, you know, at meals, whether it's in our house or not, like no phones, I do things for myself personally. Like, I make sure to take good care of myself. I exercise pretty much every morning. That's how I start my day. It's super important for me. It gives me a lot of energy. It's like a good start to the day for me. I definitely take care of myself. I do beauty things <laughs> that make me feel good. You know, I don't know that it's important for anybody else, but it's, you know, for me that I like to do that. And it's part of my routine, my weekly routine, whatever. Maybe whether it's getting my hair blown out or, you know, my nails done, but I'd like make time for that because I feel like you, if you don't feel good, it's hard to, you know, you won't sort of be executing to your top level. Well, you, you know, you're definitely a good spokesperson for your website because you look great oh thank you that's so sweet yeah so we love your tagline talent beauty and vibrancy of this age 
What sort of advice can you give empty nesters so that they can achieve this mantra of yours? As far as advice, I think you have to find what makes you feel good. You know, and that also is like first starts from just being in a good place where you're happy, right? That's like a huge, I think, part of it. And then whatever you decide to do may be good for you, might not be good for me. So I think you just have to figure out what, you know, works for you. If I like to get my hair blown out twice a week, okay, that's good. And that makes me happier. Somebody else may not really care about it or not need to do it. You know, I just think you have to find what works for you. Right. I don't think there's like specific advice that you can give to people. We try to offer up lots of different things on Get in the Groove, you know, as things that you might think about. But I think it's really important that you find what makes you happy and feel good. You know, we talk about the empty nest, Mm -hmm. and it's really a misnomer because our nest is never empty. Never. And a lot of the topics that you deal with on In the Groove is dealing with your kids, like should your daughter freeze her eggs? Right, 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 right. So even though we're empty, we're technically still managing all these things, and it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think this generation also, right, it's been, it's hard for them, like, to fly the coop. You know, a lot of kids still living at home because of whatever financial reasons. So I think... Because I think also because we live in Los Angeles, but our kids, two of our kids live, well, one lives here, one's in L.A. on the way back to New York. But we have people coming through our house, like, all the time. And it is kind of funny now because when everyone finally leaves, Bob and I will look at each other and say, yes. (laughs) So (laughs) the empty nest is most coveted at the Feldman house. Exactly. Well, you think, like, uh, I mean, of course you're sad when they leave. But then you also, like, if you can find that place, it's kind of nice sometimes to, you know. Have, can have a good time with your partner. but And, of course, we love when they come home. It's great. But Yeah. Yeah. And are we venturing into grandma phase now? or do you I'm have- a grandma, wow. too. Yeah, a three-year-old uh, Avia and a four-month-old Nathaniel, which is amazing. It's wow. uh, a whole That's a whole different thing, but it's a lot of fun. And they happen to live 15 minutes from us, which is great. Lucky you. Yeah, yeah very lucky. Yeah. So um, what sort of advice do you have um, for this new age woman? Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think, if you were with someone that was just a recently empty nester, not sure what she wanted to do, what would you say to her? Well, I was going to answer it a different way, which is, I think, just as far as this part of our life, I think. And it's funny because I give this as business advice a lot, too. It's just like, just keep things simple. And I think, you know, just as far as approaching being an empty nester, I don't know that you need to look at it as like a now I'm here and I'm an emptiness or what do I do? But I think it goes back to this thing of just stay curious, you know, and keep iterating whatever it is that you're doing or want to do. So if somebody is thinking of a new idea mm-hmm. but doesn't really know how to execute it, can you help describe the process of taking something from an idea into right. an actual execution well, I think first, if somebody does have an idea, I mean, I don't ne- necessarily think all ideas should become a thing, you know, so I think you have to go through that that due diligence process to pressure test it, talk to a lot of people, uh, live with it for a little while. I mean, I have a million ideas, you know, and a lot of times after two weeks, I'm like, ugh, that is not a good idea, you know, let it go. So I think that's an important part of the process. So just because you have an idea and you want to do it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good one. What does the competitive landscape look like? When you tell people about this idea, do they get excited? Is it? Are you filling a white space out there that there nothing exists? You know that the white space seems 
a it's very a, it's a it, very important it is thing you know? to consider when starting a new business. Yeah, and just because something's out there doesn't mean you you shouldn't do it either. I mean, you know, there's whatever it is. There's typically lots of room for it. But somebody had actually given us advice when we started one Kings Lane. Said move very quickly with this idea. It's a good idea. Nobody's really doing it. They said people that are first to market typically will succeed. Second to market will do well. After that, it's a little bit of a crapshoot, you know, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. So I think that's before you do anything, it's important to like live with it and test it. And then there's a lot of things that you have to do from, I think, envisioning or having a vision for what that is and what the brand stands for. That's super important, I think, when you start a business because you have a million decisions that you need to make. And if you're not clear about what your brand stands for, it makes it very difficult. I think both with Get in the Groove and One King's Line, we had such clarity around what the brand stood for that as we were making decisions, we it was much easier to say, oh, that's right, let's go with that. This, No, that's not going to work. Even though maybe we liked it, we're like, it's not on brand, so we're not doing it. So I think that's super important also as you're starting a business. And then there's a million like logistical things that you need to do, which we probably don't have time to talk about, but you know, find somebody that understands all those things because they're things that if you don't do them can potentially come back to kind of bite you. Uh, you know, from creating an LLC to filing the right tax things to trademarking whatever you're doing to you know finding a URL, which is like a nightmare. It's daunting. Yeah, it's it a, there's, it's a there's lot to big, do. Big checklist to do, and I think you have to sort of say like, in my game? Is that something that I really want to do? Because uh, it's not for everyone, for sure. They always say like, find someone. And I guess you did this for One Kings Lane. You found a partner mm-hmm. that was an expert in the area that you were not. Exactly, it's such a good thing to did do. Did you do that within the groove? Is there someone? I didn't. I wish I, you know, if I had found somebody, I would have like done it. But I was, you know, started moving, and there wasn't the right partner person out there. But yeah, with Ali was was great because we just complemented each other on, you know starting with our personalities to our skill set. And it just was fantastic to have that. So you uh, also like to say we pay it forward or yeah. give back to the yeah. community. What kind of things are you give, doing to give back these days? Part of what that relates to is mentoring. So I talk to a lot of particularly women that are, you know, just starting out their businesses. Um, I was really fortunate. It's how I met Allie, a woman, Lisa Stone, who at the time had started a company called Blog Her. Bob had met her. She was gracious enough to offer to speak to me. I didn't know her. And the first thing she said to me is, what can I do for you? And I was like, oh, my goodness, that is such a, like, an amazing offer. Like Nobody's ever said that to me before. And I told her I was looking for a business partner. She said, I think I might know somebody. Let me check with her. If she's interested, I'll introduce you. The next day, she sent an email, and that was it. It was We were like kind of off and running. So, so you I, sold the idea to Allie. You told her what you were she, envisioning. Yeah, exactly. And then she was very excited about it. Is there anything that you would have done differently or regret or you wish you had known? You know, I think I don't regret. Uh, I mean, I love, like, I mean, what I've been doing the last 10 years have been so exciting. My, maybe it would have been great to have started it earlier. You know, I was a late bloomer. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, yes, we're age-defying, but yet our a new clock is ticking mm-hmm. and that's daunting and mm-hmm. and I, I wish I had started things earlier right yeah but yeah. you can't let that stop you but it's never too late it isn't too late it, it for sure isn't too late I agree 
We have um, a questionnaire that we do at the end. Yeah. Uh, we ask uh, questions of each person. We call them our modern tip question, MT. Okay, so MT. We'll, we'll MT. Just, um, we'll just say these. You'll give us your answer, and then we could talk a little bit more after or not. So favorite travel destination? Uh, anywhere that I have never been before. And what is your next uh, actually, New Zealand. I'm going to New Zealand in a couple of months. I'm really excited. New Zealand and Australia. Well, so you're that. definitely taking time off to go there. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am. We'll be working really hard to get everything done before I leave. Find out what their age-defying tips are over there. I think yeah. they have a lot of them. I think it's like action and adventure. Yeah, and living a good, healthy life. I think yeah, so. Yeah, outdoors. I wonder, I wonder if it differs from country to country. Are you just concentrating this on the United States or... No, we actually have uh, people signed up all over the world already. We're, we're focusing on the United States just initially. I mean, I think eventually it's easy to roll out. But we have women signed up in Australia, in England, in Germany, uh, in Israel. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I don't know where or how they found out about it, but they did. But age-defying is age-defying. age-defying. Exactly. And the articles are so great. Exactly, yeah. So, so what's your favorite beauty, beauty topic? Beauty topic or beauty product? Yeah, mm, there's so many good ones out there. <laughs> I do have a new favorite uh, product, which we we actually have on the site. It's called Neova. It's N E O V A, and it has some sort of can't explain it exactly to you, but it, there's some new technology that involves DNA something in it, and I find that it's just been like it's a great like I don't, there's no miracle creep, but it's close. It's I feel good. like they need to have like a you know, a forklift in these things to help me. Yeah. No, 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 no. But, you know, I do think one of the things that I've found is like changing products is good. Not that you should change every week, but I think, you know, if you use something for a while, try something different, I think is a good thing. To, and there's so many amazing products out there now. So what's your mantra? What do you wake up and say to yourself every day? Every day. I that I thank God I woke up. <laughs> Somebody says, said to me by the that the alarm clock went off. That's a good thing every day, right? Yeah. So take advantage of it. Let the little stuff go away. Something that the fifty plus woman definitely knows a lot about doing. She, I think she has a better understanding of it for sure. I mean it comes with experience and age to understand that. I think so. Yeah, I deal with like you're working with a lot of younger people and I work with a lot of younger mm-hmm. people and you find that that you as this wonderful age we have so much wisdom that right. others don't have well and the thing i've actually found super interesting is that the the younger women are really interested to understand how we got to where we are too so that's been interesting to have those conversations because they're going through all those things that i think we went through like how do you have a career how do you have a career in a family how do you do that how do you you know keep in great shape how do you you know look the way you look you know the, so the, how do you do it all, all, those, all those kind of things which are really tricky things to navigate when you're yeah. in your whatever 20s 30s you know 40s it's still hard though again like being an empty nester running a business having a husband having kids having grandkids maybe having parents you have to deal with yep. it's impossible it never stops never stops Mm-mm. Well, thank you so much. This for has been so coming. fun. Yeah, yeah. We, we thank really, you. We're so excited that you are here as our guest. Thank you. If you like the show, please make sure to rate, comment, and share. When you're on iTunes, it's at the bottom. It's very important that you like us, comment, and share. It will help our ratings, and we'll really appreciate it. Any questions, email us at emptynesterspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Felicia. And I'm Nancy. And we are, are Empty, empty Nesters. nesters.